seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit world. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit world. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of The Hopeless Show, where we talk about a lot of dark stuff, a lot of <laughs> fucked up stuff that's happening in the world today. And what we try to do is bring a little bit of hope, maybe a smile, maybe a raised eyebrow, because you're wondering, what the heck are these guys talking about? But regardless, we're just a couple of normal guys talking about the abnormal world we're living in and uh, through eat the latest news each week, I am Rohit and hello my co-host Aaron Wolf. Hey man, it's good to be doing the show today. It's interesting this moment this time to to talk to you to have our our audience listen. It's a very uh it's soothing in a way. It's like I believe conversation and dialogue is so important. And if we today, because we have a lot of topics, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the world, and we're going to talk about some fun things that have nothing to do with that, because it's just important to keep dialogue alive. I think if we stay in our own, in our own heads and in our own little bubbles, we can't expand our thought to be able to actually offer more discussion and more insight to others and to grow as people. And not that this show is about us necessarily growing but we're, we're trying here to to give a little bit and to give some information the feedback we've gotten from a few of our last episodes is really uh kind and uh, i appreciate it so um and uh, by the way we never do this but if you are enjoying the show if you want to uh, like and subscribe that would be great because wherever you're listening because uh the more we have likes and subscribes the uh the then we feel good wait can you like a podcast or subscribe and re- review, review, review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> download. I guess you can't them. heart. You can't heart a podcast. No, but you can star a podcast. <laughs> star a pod. Do whatever it is that you do with a podcast. If you can do that, that'd be great. Yes, and please. We're gonna really dive in today to a lot of topics. Hopefully, have some laughs. And our theme, Roy, do you want to explain it? Yes, our theme is education, and you know, education is the root of uh, the progression of society. But sometimes that education can go sideways and sometimes that education doesn't exist. And you're going to see a recurring theme through all of our topics today is education or lack thereof. And maybe we can even educate a little on this show. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I hope we do. And, and I, I, I would say, Roy, what's been going on with you the last week, but I kind of want to dive in and, and I want to say what's been going on with me, but I kind of want to just dive in if that's. We, do you think that's we can it, do that? Let, let's let's dive right off the deep end into into what we got to get get to. Yeah. So let's. Uh, why don't you start off with a topic, and I promise we have some wild ones coming. But yeah. let's start with uh, with uh, with something directly related to education. Yeah, we are talking. Let's go right to some of the elite colleges and universities in this country. We've already seen a bunch of the Ivy Leagues um, really have disturbing uh, sort of anti-Jewish protests, not even pro-Palestine, but anti-Jewish protests. We've seen students be barricaded into the library, Jewish students being barricaded into the libraries. We've seen hateful chants and protests, but I just want to talk about the latest ones. One 
from your alma mater, Aaron, NYU. So uh, <sighs> there was just a really big... You know that, isn't it Mr. Burns in The Simpsons? When something's said and he just goes... <sighs> <laughs> so funny. when you said NYU, I just went... <sighs> that was almost my alma mater till my parents decided that it was too stupid for me to accept, take my mission there and I didn't go there and I still regret it to this day, but maybe I don't after discussing this. Hey, there's um, the silver lining. There is. Um, so... There uh, was a big protest in uh, Washington Square Park, um, and it's it was a very big pro-Palestinian, uh, pro actually pro-Hamas walkout, not even just pro-Palestinian. There were students burning flag, Israel flags. There was <coughs> even a sign um, that was being held um, that said, please keep uh, this world clean, and with a sign of the star of David in a trash can. Um, you know, that's that just to interject that sign mm -hmm. has not been, has not just been there. That sign has been in lots of protests. That's absolutely fucking disgusting. And then the chance of from the river to the sea and people completely pretending they don't know what that means. Can you just explain? I mean, yes, I, yes. Explain so there's a chant going, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Now, that's an American English translation, but the the Arabic translation it's essentially saying from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free of the Jews, and the idea is to take or reclaim all of Palestine and eradicate Jews. Not even just move them out, but eliminate Jews from the area. Where do they go? They don't care. Most likely dead because murdering Jews is literally written to the Hamas charter. The Hamas being the elected political party that's running the Gaza Strip. Right. So from the river to the sea is not some cute phrase. It's, nope. We're going to eliminate the Jews. It is a call from... for genocide. Yeah. And you have educated or s supposedly educated people that refuse to, at, to even look at the facts. They chase what they see as a victim. And it scares me, Aaron, that this is our future. And to... They're, they're yelling about intifada, um, which means, you know, in Arabic, shaking off, pretty much shaking off the Jews. Um, and then go to the other coast, Aaron, the University of California system. Uh, there's the ethnic studies uh, faculty has sent a condemning, a damning letter. And we're going to see the fallout of this letter where uh, he says that using the word terrorism to describe the October 7th attacks from Hamas it contributes to a climate that has made Palestinian students and community members unsafe. And therefore we should not use the word terrorism in association with Hamas's actions, even though it's terrorism, they would rather run from the truth. And I have this new generation that's think all about sort of, you know, love and rights and blah, 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 and equality. No, they are not. They are all, this this generation of college and college students is is actually the, it's an insult to higher education. It's an insult to education everywhere. They have educators and students acting like this. So and it's terrifying. Here's, Aaron. here's um, one thing I just want to make clear on uh, my end with this, mm -hmm. um, as the token Jew in this podcast, I. I still am against the idea of lumping everyone together as one blanket bad thing. 
I agree that there are really disturbing um, things coming out of uh, college campuses right now. I also know there have been many pro, uh, pro-Jew marches as well. So I, I don't want to lump everyone in if you're, I don't know, 18 to 23 as you're not all bad. It's just, it's amazing that this is happening at all. There should be zero of this. And there's, uh, and there's anything more than zero is a problem to me. But, but you're not seeing the pro-Israeli marches. You're not seeing them burning Palestine flags. You're no, I, I, 100%. The, you're not seeing no, the call I'm, for the genocide of Palestine. My point is the to call a whole generation um, a problem is not, I'm not calling the whole generation. I'm calling college students, especially in areas of higher education that are elite institutions. The overwhelming vocal majority of these have been extremely, extremely anti-Semitic. Yeah. And it's in, not in volume in number and in loudness. And, that, and one thing you said that I, I don't get, and I don't get why people aren't seeing this is only one side in this, situation where there shouldn't be sides where it should be both sides against one thing the terrorists but only one side is resorting to protests of violence and wanting to kill you don't see when people are marching for jewish people you don't see them saying and we want to eradicate the muslim community ever period so there's only one side that resorts to calling it this this uh, calling for this genocide and this hatred of Jews and resorting to violence. And uh, I, that's what I find just so extra upsetting is like, like has been the case for thousands of years as Jews. What did we do? What did we do? What do we ever do? Like at the only, and we'll get into some of this. What is Palestine when people are even saying this later, but why is it a trend now in our country of America? Why is it a trend to hate Jews? Well, why I'll is that the TikTok trend? One, um, the you know TikTok obviously is Chinese owned. They have a whole magic formula to the algorithms. China only wins when they are reaping and sowing dissent and. Uh, a divide within the United States. It only helps China. Yeah. And you should just see just like people, if you, if people go down a little bit of curiosity about, oh, the poor Palestinians, <coughs> all of a sudden their algorithm is completely inundated with propaganda. And it's, people talked about Twitter with being all fake news and this and that. Yes, it was a ton of that. But there, there almost seems like giving a pass to all the other social networks because everybody hates Elon, but they're completely ignoring just how cancerous all social media is right now. Uh, I even know on Facebook, some of my stuff has been muted. Yeah. And all I'm saying is, I'm all I'm saying is anti-terrorist stuff. And I know it's been muted because when, when you see on Facebook, you have a bunch of followers and you see that zero people have watched a video you put up. That means they're not feeding it to any algorithm. Yes, correct. Yeah. It's shadow banning it. And I think the second reason, Aaron is also possibly more important is that I think people are realizing that sure, Jewish people make great latkes, delicious bagels, matzo ball like, soup. really matzo ball soup, um, Hanukkah's cool. But I think people are realizing with the start of the NBA season that Jews 
probably almost as bad as Indians at basketball overall. Yeah. And people are like, that's, that's just like they're, they've had enough. And so maybe those are the two contributing factors. Um, yep. so, but I do tell you, you know, if you eliminate all the Jews, you're not going to have that many doctors to go to, and you're not going to have that many lawyers to represent you. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, or entertainment executives or people that have the best delis on the fucking planet or rabbis. Uh, you're not going to have any rabbis podcast co-hosts podcast co-hosts. Yeah. You're, that's not, you're not gonna, I want to live in. You're not going to have lots of great filmmakers. Nope. Lots of um, great performers. You won't, actors, Beastie boys. you won't have the beastie boys. You won't have, uh, uh, you know who you won't even have. Borat. Oh, right. Man, big SBC, Sasha Baron Cohen. Literally. And I've always. You won't have Wonder Woman. No. No, God. That would be a disaster because Gal Gadot is very hot. Um, But (laughs) the thing is, I think people often hate those who succeed despite the odds, where where Jews make up such a tiny percentage of all the global population, not even just America's, and have such a huge, rich, wonderful impact on culture domestically globally people i think resent that and it's it's disgusting whereas i think people should be celebrated for having such a wonderful impact on the world and didn't we don't aren't we grateful for albert einstein right he helped the he helped us uh, advance a bit right well we wouldn't have him wait was he jewish though no he wasn't albert einstein I, hold on. Let me Google that. Wait, are you trying to eliminate us right now? <laughs> I'm calling yeah, I'm calling for genocide of Albert Einstein being Jewish. Was Einstein Jewish? And the answer was yes. He was born to a middle-class German Jewish family. I cannot believe, Rohit, that you, one, doubted me about that. And you, you basically tried to eliminate one of our oh, top yeah. oh, dogs. Yeah. I, thought he was, I thought he was Indian, so I was just trying to claim it was my own. Jeez. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. Trying yeah. to get rid of, uh, yeah, of Al. All right, <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm part of I'm part of the problem. Yeah, now we see the problem. No, he couldn't be. Did Jewish. not realize he was Jewish. Yeah, I don't know many like Hindu Einsteins or Muslim Einsteins. I mean, <laughs> our brown people created the number zero, so there's that <laughs> mathematical. Uh, well, uh, I, I the only hope. Because we we have so much to get to. The only yeah. hope uh, I I can give you about education and our education system is again I have talked to lots of people um, in the education field who are outraged by this and uh, are pulling funds yep. and are uh, saying no, we're not going to stand for these kinds of marches being allowed and these kind this kind of hateful rhetoric that leads to violence. Uh, being allowed on our campuses. I mean, literally, like in at Cornell University, there was on their po- bulletin boards there were posts about wanting to go attack and kill Jews. That's not free speech. That's hate speech, and that hate speech leads to violence. That's yes. calling for killing in action. I actually do believe it's free speech, but yes, when you're calling for violence, that's not that that it, it crosses a, a a a line that shouldn't be. And I think another bit of hope, Aaron, is also, you know what. We're not going to pay back your loans, you fucks. So <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited for that. Um, well, that's, you know, another uh, 
silver lining, I guess. All right, yep. well, th- let's <laughs> let's go into I'm, I, this is a a fun segment we have called MAGA Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, this is interesting. So I think you have a couple takes, and I have a couple takes. Why don't you start, and I'll and I'll, I'll wrap up this segment. Okay, so it got. This is the hope I got from recent we if you're if you've been a long time listener of this show and you can go on facebook too or i think instagram there's something called the logic party that we created on this show because the idea was not left not right but all logic we wanted to bring logic to the equation because of all the infighting that goes on in our country and in the world instead of people just thinking logically so we had the logic party we kind of went away from that for i don't know a year or more but i think it's time to bring it back rohit I think it's time to bring the logic party back because I think the concept of it is so apropos. It's a good word, right? Mm-hmm. So apropos to right now. And here's what I mean. People are in our country are so are taking sides yet again, like they do. It's you're either for one side or for another side. And I believe that MAGA, this extremism on both sides is is wrong and it's okay to be, let's say, a moderate liberal and like some things that are done on the moderate conservative side or done on the moderate conservative side and like something liberal. You can do that. You're allowed to have crossover opinions and that doesn't make you all one thing or all another thing. And I will use an example because this just really stood out to me. Um, I've been, as we'll talk about more later, I've been attacked a lot um, in these last number of weeks. And I was attacked by uh, some right-wing people who literally said that the blood is on my hands because of what's happening in Israel with Hamas. My hands? As if me, as someone who isn't a Trump supporter, is therefore a part of the problem in the Middle East, almost like they were associating me with some of these liberal, like extreme MAGA liberal, MAGA not like Trump MAGA, but the others, extremist liberal um, people on college campuses. And it's just not true. Let everyone be their own person. And to call me someone who has blood on their hands because I'm not, I, I think that, Trump, the character of Trump is disgusting in most of what he stands for. Um, that doesn't mean I'm a, like, th- th- therefore, I like, blood is on my hands for the, it just, it's asinine, um, it's asinine to me. And then on the other hand, on the liberal side, I am in shock and awe and disgust that these people who are all about trans rights and LGBTQ rights and the Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff because that was trendy on the far left. Now when it comes to Jews, the trend is to be pro-ceasefire and Hamas. So the reason I bring up the logic parties, to me it's only logical to be able to have our own opinions and to not have to be on one side. We can have views that more coincide with one than the other, but it's very okay to say I'm pro-trans rights and all people's rights. I'm also pro-Jewish people. I'm also anti-terrorism. 
I'm also anti this woke lefty left thing on college campuses. I'm also anti the MAGA white supremacist stuff on the far right that's happened. It's okay to be against against both and for things in the middle. And to me, the logic party is about that. And I want to bring it back. I don't know what you think on that, but it's infuriating to me that we can't, we, we're grouped and we can't have our own, uh, our own voice. All of a yeah. sudden, you're just one thing or another thing. The discourse has been, you know, about picking a side. And hold on one second. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, sorry. So I, th- I think that the world is not binary. And for the people that are so into seeing a gradient and different shades of yeah. gender, why are these LGBT groups not seeing that there's shades of politics? And what's happening in the world? And there's there the world is not black or white. The world is a million shades of gray, and we are so the media divides us into hard black, hard white. The media divides us so much. Social media divides us so much. And right now, just because you are an oppressed group does not mean that whoever is calling themselves oppressed, like Hamas, that means you they deserve support. No, and I'll it's, get to more of that disgusting. later. Yeah. But also, can you address the other side because the other side also is idiotic the extreme right who is sure saying- sure i mean yeah what they're saying to you that it's your, you don't have blood on your hands dude and while yes while the the right has been overwhelmingly pro-israel they haven't always been pro-jewish you know they no always and that and that's the thing it's just because literally every single republican has finally been like well see i've been pro-israel the entire time yeah bro but what were how are you pro-jew in the country how are you pro-jew domestically until this right how are you fighting for jewish people and that doesn't mean all of the right is anti-semitic you know you had those those dudes in khaki pants a few years ago um that obviously you know it was a extreme group um with tiki torches in charlottesville um but at the same time the right is does not have clean hands absolutely not they do not. And and just because, yeah, you know, the president had a Jewish son-in-law, that doesn't mean all of a sudden that the Republicans are the party that is, you know, supporting Jews and all that. Right now, it's very easy to point to, okay, one side pro-Israel, one side pro-Palestine, but it's not, it's also not true, right? Shades no. of gray. And Shades so, of gray. Um, yeah, it's, it's the people that are getting up in arms and feeling that you have to pick a side that is so, so binary are the most uneducated people that can exist. And right now, logic says we need to band together for against the bad guys, against the terrorists. And I know you have a couple other points to make yeah, in, in yeah. MAGA Monday. Um, speaking of bad guys, um, another bit of this uh, MAGA Monday is uh, the UN. I think we can go back, I don't know how many years we've been doing this podcast. We've been for a few years. I think one of the earlier episodes, I just talked about how the UN is a fucking joke and a garbage organization that means nothing. It is the <laughs> dumbest organization that exists on the planet. The UN literally does nothing. It's like it's like a... They actually helped, they helped get Israel uh, to happen. Barely. That was almost like, that was more the British assigning land. Like the UN is trash. It means nothing today. But what the UN just did is that they um, had, uh, it failed. There was a... a a general, the General Assembly voted 
Okay, this is what they voted on. On an amendment to condemn the October 7th terrorist attack by Israel on Israel by Hamas. Okay? This is a whole vote just to say, hey, we disagree. That's what they <laughs> exist for, right? Okay, that is the garbage UN that is does nothing for the world anymore. Okay? It failed to get two-thirds of a majority to pass with 55 countries voting against and 23 countries abstaining. The UN can't even pass. They're only reason they exist is to say, hey, we disagree with stuff. They offer nothing else. And they can't even call this and say, condemn this terrorist attack. This useless organization needs to be disbanded. And it serves no purpose in today's world. Um, and so MAGA Monday isn't just about Donald Trump. It's about the idiocy of politics. And the UN, we should leave the UN because it's dumb. <laughs> I don't... I just... Yeah, it's man. a dumb organization, Aaron. It's so pointless. It's like a yearbook committee. Like I, I always know. thought, I always thought it was cool when no. the UN had big events. When I was in New York, lived in New York, and all that that like area and like 60th or whatever and first would just be like brigades of of dignitaries from around the world, and they'd all descend on New York. And I just always thought it was interesting because you'd see yeah. like. Like whatever oh, yeah. country, small country, and they'd have their little brigade, and then the next one, and then the next. It was like a parade of leaders coming to that one building. The, the UN's a big circle jerk that actually literally, name one thing the UN has done in the past 75 years. I liked Kofi Annan. He was good. They're, it's just talking heads, bro. It's like ESPN, pardon my take, times like 100 million <laughs> countries. That's it. It's the dumbest, dumbest organization. Um, okay, you have one more piece. On. Yeah, one more piece. Um, <laughs> Aaron, uh, I, I think we may have we may have talked about this uh, in the past, maybe offline. Um, but uh, are you familiar with uh, with Jamal Bowman, um, Democrat from New York? I forget. Yeah, well, he's part of the squad. Oh, okay, um, one of those. Yeah, he uh, when there was a vote uh, that would have uh, it was a crucial vote that would um, you know. Uh, it was about government funding. Um, he ran out of the room and then pulled the fire alarm to disrupt the vote. However, really? yeah, he said that he was actually just trying to exit the building and he thought it was like the door latched to open. And every and the music meter ran is like, hey, it was a mistake, it was a mistake, it was a mistake. Um, and I was pretty pissed because this he's literally disrupting the democratic process, right? Yeah. So video footage came out of it because first the media would only share the still, but then the video leaked. So then they had to address it. It shows him running up to this sign, taking down warning signs about the alarm, <coughs> pulling the alarm in front of this door, not exiting the door, and then running back to the room and not even talking about meant to the eight security guards or whatever he passed. Say, hey, I tried to exit. I set off this alarm by accident. No, he just then later he went on to say, oh, it's total accident. I was trying to exit. This dude was a school principal. He knows what these things look like. He knows that the, if there's a little glass bar that you have to pull extra hard, it's it's red, it says fire in case of fire pull. So he he completely lied and <laughs> he lied. And this is his punishment for disrupting the democratic process. False fire alarm. He is going to pay a $1,000 fine and has to write an apology letter. <laughs> and in three months, this will be expunged from his record. Aaron, is this, imagine Imagine someone from another from the, another party did this. Uh, I think it would nothing. I think it would be the same. Oh, thing. really? Okay. 
No, I really do. I think because uh, the other believe that. on yes, one hundred percent. I think I truly believe that the media would have hid the footage. What? You truly believe that the media would have purposely not showed the footage until it leaked? That they would have only showed the still, and the media would have literally, as they did. Oh, I think it would account. depend on the media. I think again, as we've talked about on this show many times, in you're used to one media being the predominant media. If you're in another part of the country, it's another media that's predominant. So it just depends on where you. It's live. not fifty fifty, bro. It's like ninety ten. Look at the vote, dude. Look at how many people vote in this country to, for one or the other. Trust me. That you just haven't been to, to all with, these places. You can look up a media bias chart for the major news networks. One is, what, what is a major news? Right. We went over this. What Fox, is a major news? CBS, CNN, MSNBC. Number one, um, the... Uh, ABC News. No, what was New York Times, number two? NPR. The number two uh, cable news. Number one's Fox News. Number two's Newsmax. That was... I don't think those numbers are accurate remember we went over it we went over it on this it's, show so you're saying that's the majority of news no i think that there's a 50 50 line and it depends it's on where you live 50 50 yeah but regards that's not what this is about this is about the fact that he is literally disrupting the democratic process lied he got covered for it in the media and the fact he's getting a one thousand dollar fine and that's it and has to write an apology letter there he should be kicked out of congress well, so should a lot of people on the yes. that we've talked about. And yes. so that's why I think the treatment is the same regardless. No. The people on the, the far right that have done like absolutely batshit crazy stuff are still in power. Including I mean, who's disrupted a democratic process? I mean, dude, the, we, the guy that we love, George Santos, who's our favorite. Uh, what did he do to disrupt the process? Well, he literally lied about his whole existence. Well, no, I'm talking about literally stopping a vote that's in action. By pulling a fire alarm. I don't know, man. I have no, I don't it's have uh, really fucking bad. And the fact that it's even being minimized, the fact that people don't care, this is, this has never happened before. It's insane. He should be kicked out of Congress. 90% of Congress should be kicked out of Congress. There you go. <laughs> That's starting with Jamal Bowman, but followed by Marjorie Taylor Greene, followed by Lauren Boebert. These people should be, but they won't. And we know that. Jobs. What I, what I, the thing for, and I hear you, I do hear you. The thing that is, it's hard for me to get um, stuck on this political one side or the other side right now in general because of everything that's going on. Like, I think we want to, we need to tame the anger toward, we need to try to band together as much as possible. Right. Okay. So I, then what we're calling him for then is anybody, time somebody doesn't want to vote for anything. The new filibuster is pulling the alarm, and we're all agreeing that any that everybody should, if they don't want to vote on something, delay vote. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm serious. I don't Aaron, think do this will agree, happen. Do you agree again. with me? Do you agree with me that right now the president said it is absolutely okay to pull the alarm, and you have to write you you get a thousand dollar fine. All it costs you is a thousand dollar fine and an apology letter. Or do you agree that 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 is precedent that should anybody should be able to disrupt the vote with that? No, you of agree, course right? not. Then okay, then he is not being properly punished. Well, none of them democracy have been doesn't punished. exist when you I know do. it. I am aware. I'm very aware. But you're, based you're on the actions of the last the, many years that democracy saying, right, hasn't existed at all. Right, but you're saying for the purpose of this, like, ah, it doesn't matter. No, I it think does. it does matter. I just think that so many things haven't mattered and have been done that are beyond I, any comprehension and of anything. I brought anything. up a million of those, and nothing ever fucking happens. No, and it I won't. just want somebody to get kicked out of Congress, and this is just the latest. And I, it's, it's, crazy. I hear you, I, I, my, my apathetic, uh, rationale behind it is because I've been, we've been, there've been these kind of people who have done crazy things for, that have gotten away with it in politics 
th- they've done things that before five, six years ago, I never would have thought one of them would be uh, stood sure. for. It. Okay, fine. Then I think we both can agree that I we both hope every single vote coming up, somebody should pull the fire alarm. I mean, that would be funny. Great. Cool. Done. Let's move on. <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't want, I just don't feel like going there. Let's go to hope in 60. Yeah. Great. Um, and it's not that I, I'm against him. I don't agree. I don't agree with him. I just think, how are you going to, my, my point of this is how are you going to equate one punishment versus another punishment when they've all, I mean, the amount of uh, interruption of democracy, the leader, the speaker, the new speaker of the house literally tried, was part of the coup against electing a president that got elected for president and was for was the part of the coup. He part of the is a uh, Trump supporter. No, he was part of the whole insurrection plan. He was one of the big supporters. He never said that Biden was president. He that was, doesn't he, mean he's part of the coup. No, you can read out of the election. He was a part of the whatever planning committee there was. I we shouldn't really. I think die. that that I, that I think is speculation. The guy sucks, but I think I have not seen anything that he was part of a planning. Well, committee. the guy who there was no planning committee for a coup. Um, it was a bunch of morons that thought the election was stolen and decided to get all fat and drunk. They didn't think it was stolen. These guys, uh, Mike Johnson played a key role in efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Yeah, there was no committee. And I I think, Uh, sorry, what what publication is that? It's all of them. You just look up Mike Johnson. Uh, Which one are you reading right now? NBC. Okay. Do you want me to read another one? Politico. Do you want me to read another one? ABC. Do you want me to read another one? I think you're making my point from earlier. But anyway. Newsweek. Um, okay. But anyway, the last one was Jamal Bowman. Republican accountability. Education. There you go. Republican accountability. There is a site called that Repub- is not That is a left-wing publication. Talk about Missouri Independent. I don't know. I'm just reading. It's literally yeah, okay, in every yeah, single The Hill. Yeah, Financial totally. Times. Totally. Uh, totally. The Wall Street Journal. There, that's I mean, a... What does the Wall Street Journal say? Same thing. What is? Which is? MAGA Mike Johnson's extreme record uncovered. That's a Wall Street Journal yes. headline. Okay, well, wonderful. Um, regardless, the guy sucks, but I, I think we should just scrap all of our current elected politicians just and just start with new ones. But anyway, Wait, what um, you and I will run. Um, no. All right, no, let's no. go to Hope at sixty. Let's get Hope at sixty. And for right. new listeners, so we, this is where we solve things in sixty seconds. Yes, sixty seconds to solve some problems. Aaron, uh, I got I got a few ones for you, and this goes right back to education let me start the 60 second timer and here we go aaron so a university in germany um has just passed a proposal mm-hmm. um in support of kink diversity um they will <laughs> now install or it was the vote was moved forward uh, by students to install three glory holes in their auditorium what's hopeless <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> I believe many people believe that this might have been a joke thing, but the universe might university might still go through with it. Um, the sad part is it is believable. But Aaron, I mean, is there anything you can say? We have. I I feel really bad for amazing artists like George Michael, who unfortunately has passed. He, he died a while ago because he was caught in Central Park, I believe, in a glory hole, and got arrested for it. And if he had gone to this university, he would not have been arrested. He would have been praised for being a part of the kink diversity movement. Well, great. I feel hope. You're right. It's, it's, it's better late than never. And, and you know, as they say, um, no pushing guts, no glory hole, right? Um, <laughs> Cause you gotta uh, have faith, faith. 
Yeah, you gotta have faith. All right, next one, Aaron. Um, I'm hope gonging that bong. Great bong. Okay, next one is uh, the Thomas Jefferson statue um, from uh, oh god, which city hall is it? Um, I think I don't remember which city hall is, but there's a big city hall. Oh, I don't remember. But anyway, Thomas Jefferson's statue has been taken down. Um, after 187 years. Um, Why? Uh, because he uh, was a slave owner <coughs> and people feel that it's promoting slavery. All right. I think this this is where things cross the line for me. Yep. Um, it was a very different time. It's I, I'll have 15 seconds for this. It's just like my grandfather said, we should not be Jews against buying German products. That was a different era. It was a different thing. We're not holding everyone accountable for a different era. And that's way more extreme than uh, someone doing something that sadly everyone did during that time period. This doesn't mean that he was, he wasn't, I mean, he pro- uh, it's just so, it's like slave, slave owner, slave, George Washington owned slaves. They all did. That's what was the then thing. Was it bad? Yes. yes. Did they? Did they have? It was it a different time in the world. Yes. Yeah. It's. It doesn't mean they didn't help create this country that we're in. And, I mean, that was in New York, by the way, New York City Hall. Um, and there's also now plans for uh, Long Island Town to remove statues of Washington, Jefferson, uh, and Columbus as well. So they're taking down all the statues of the you know these people. It's it's sad. You can't erase history. You can learn from it. Yeah, and, and learn that. Thomas Jefferson was a complicated man. And I hate to break it to everyone, but nobody was some perfect person. And yes, owning slaves was bad. It was also sadly legal in this country. So that, that means that everybody who existed in this country before the Civil War, everybody who existed in this country, including Lincoln, was a bad person. So this country had zero good people who did anything good until after the Civil War. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, it's ignorant to just look at the world in black and white. In it's black and white, it's gray. It's gray. We talk it's about gray. that on the show a lot. All right, you have another one. All right. Yes, another quick one. And starting the minute now. So um, Oregon, the state of Oregon, um, has now said it is removing all high school writing, reading, and math requirements in order to graduate, saying that it's harmful to students of color. Aaron, have you heard of the thing called the soft bigotry of low expectations? It's the idea. It's actually a George Bush quote and don't love the guy, but it's a George Bush quote and it's actually still very relevant today. It's saying right now it's saying if you are black, you probably don't get math. You won't understand it. You won't. But wait, what about math. if you're white and you don't? Because I would love this. Yeah. It says that they're pulling that because it harms students of color. They're saying. Well, my hope is I love this. Uh, not for the reasons that you're saying, but I do agree. And if you go to our I Am Able Foundation, you'll see. I agree that there isn't, there shouldn't be one direct curriculum for every person. Some people are better at one thing and another thing. And it doesn't judge, your intelligence shouldn't be judged based on the fact you can or can't do one specific subject like math. Like read or write? Well, no, I think that some people, it's better to be, to be dictated, to, to listen than to read. Uh, it's a better thing to listen than to read. Some people will never get science. It won't click with them, but they're an amazing artist. Sure, but that doesn't mean you should graduate. So you think it's okay to graduate high school not being able to read, write, or do math? No, I didn't say that. 
But that's what this is saying. You can graduate without having to pass any reading, writing, or math tests. Well, if you're, I could say, would say this: if you're not a good reader, you're not a good writer, and you're not a good, uh, you're not good at math, but you're great at making film, or you're great at music, or you're great at art. I think it can be okay to excel in one of those things and then not be able to pass one of the other ones and you still should be able to go on with life because you're amazing at certain things. I do believe that. I think our education system is antiquated beyond antiquated into what actually matters in today's society. Then maybe you shouldn't get a high school diploma, but you get something else, a certificate or some shit like that. I would have been um, proud. No, I don't, I think yeah. don't get, who cares about high school diploma? Yeah. Also, again, education looks like college is becoming useless too. And the very last one, Aaron, uh, hope in 60. Um, I agree with Eddie that. Bauer. I think that for some people, college is completely a waste of time and they should Absolutely. just take that money and go tr be an entrepreneur or whatever they uh, think is best for them. Yes, I think so. Skip college, everybody, unless you really need it. Um, okay, last one. I didn't say um, that. Rhodes taking the words and skewing them. Cutting into my hope in 60. Okay, All right, go, 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 go. go. Um, Eddie Bauer. Aaron, you're familiar with Eddie Bauer. Outdoor equipment. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They just changed their logo. You know, the scripted Eddie Bauer yeah. with the little bird. They changed it because leadership says Gen Z doesn't read cursive. <laughs> um, Talk to me. I was sort of bullied in, in uh, <coughs> elementary school because I, uh, with learning disabilities, I couldn't write cursive very well. Oh. Um, so... While I think there is a valid argument that it shouldn't be for everybody, it's a logo, damn it. It's just a logo. People recognize the freaking logo. Like, you cannot... My three-year-old uh, niece, she knows when it says Disney. She doesn't read, but she knows yeah. that it's Disney. So shut up. <laughs> yeah. No, you mean Disnep? Disnep. It's yeah. so stupid. When I was like, a kid, that's that, that cursive always looked like a P. It did. But it just, get you know, some people need to get over it. People take themselves too seriously. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, Aaron is Gen Z confirmed. Um, but <laughs> thank you, Aaron, for a very solid Hope in 60. Let's move on to topic number two, Aaron. Yeah. And, and also, if you're newer to the show, Rohit and I like the spirited debate. Sometimes we even pick each other's, pick at each other a little bit extra just to, uh, to, juice up the the cause a bit so um just know we uh, we love each other and just like uh you know like picking at each other sometimes because it's a little yeah. fun yeah food's not delicious unless it's spicy unless it's so. spicy so topic yeah. two uh i'm going back i'm going to take a couple other topics that relate to what's going on with the uh hamas terrorist attack and the conflict in Israel but a few other a few other takes that I want to see if we can find hope with did you see first what Angelina Jolie said uh, the yeah, esteemed for a ceasefire or something right yes esteemed actress uh, Angelina Jolie said she wants a ceasefire and went on a whole diatribe about how you have to have a ceasefire and this is partly helped by um, a rabbi I know, Rabbi David Wolpe, and some of his points on it. So, But I'm going to add to it. To Angelina Jolie and people calling for a ceasefire, but especially Angelina Jolie. Who's probably listening right now, actually. Who's probably listening right now. 
who, by the way, is her family's interesting. Side note, she is super liberal. Her dad, who I worked with, who's a very nice guy, but incredibly conservative, is an actor named John Voight, who is massively conservative, incredibly nice guy. Um, and uh, so Angelina Jolie. Well, maybe I agree with you on some things. Let me, let's, let's put Israel as though you're in the shoes of Israel, Angelina. So you've grown up privileged your whole life. You've been very rich your whole life. You've had everything come to you easily. And literally everything. You were born into money and if your dad's famous, then you became famous young and you've had it all. So imagine for a second, if in your house in Beverly Hills or wherever you live, all of your neighbors around you, one of them came in took all your kids because you have lots of kids she has like 50 kids so they took all of your kids raped killed and beheaded them took your family raped killed and beheaded them then all your other neighbors around beverly hills in the surrounding houses were all for the people who did the raping and beheading and then everyone told you don't do anything about it let them be. Let all those people be. Remember, those families, they have kids too. So let them be, Angelina. What do you think? Would would you want that, Angelina? Or would you maybe want something to be done about all these neighbors who raped and killed your kids and are supporting that? To make sure it doesn't happen again. To make sure it doesn't happen again. Do you want the uh, another house to come and do it when you have new kids? Do you want another house around the corner to come do it? Do you want that same house to do it again? And just let those kids, let that, let them off? I don't think so. Oh, and by the way, your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your great-parents, your, all the generations before, it's happened to them too, all around, in other Jolie households around the world. And now it happened here. But you want it to, you want a ceasefire, do you? Ro, do you have any thoughts? And then I'll move on. Yeah, it's, people that are calling for a ceasefire are literally saying, it's okay that, or just saying, hey, listen, Hamas did that, but it's not a big deal. You know, it's, it's, they were the aggressor. <coughs> They're going to keep doing it. They, it was an unprovoked attack. And it's it literally excusing terrorism. Yes. Can't do it. Um, so, where I feel I'm feeling hopeless, and I have two more pieces to this topic, where I am feeling hopeless is saying ceasefire is. St- like it's talk about black and white it's simplifying the very reason why all this stuff happened in the first place why it's been happening for thousands of years to jews saying ceasefire is to me the most cowardly word to use when it comes to this in terms of not going into any depth of thought about what's actually been happening Look around the country, look around other parts of the world and see where's the ceasefire coming from on the other side against Jews. There isn't any. They're trying to kill Jews, attack Jews. Russian airports, Cornell University, Chicago, Studio City over here. Where's the ceasefire on their end? So we're supposed to not defend ourselves against terrorism? And then people say, but you're, you're killing kids. You're killing the youth. Half of their population is young because they have lots of kids and those kids are being indoctrinated to be part of this movement. 
the Hamas movement. They put their military above schools. They put their kids at the front lines of the war. Dude, they even block their citizens from fleeing into Egypt. They have blown up the bridges and are not letting their own citizens leave. They are not letting them evacuate the buildings that Israel is giving a 24-hour warning that it's going to bomb. They are keeping them in there. They are making sure that their own people die so that they can use their numbers for global pity. And they, and this is, uh, I'll just lead right into this next piece. People are also then taking the facts from the terrorist organization as though they're truth. They don't have water. They don't have electricity. You're killing all our kids. The first thing that one of the leaders of Hamas said after this uh, terrorist attack was that they didn't kill any innocent people, which is just blatantly not true. So you're, you're believing a terrorist organization for their facts and numbers? Then how are they? How are they give? How is their electricity and all their underground tunnels? Oh, their their justification was that, well, uh, soldiers are not considered innocent people, and every Israeli has to sign up and do a tour with IDF. So therefore, every Israeli is a soldier or a potential soldier. So therefore, none of them are innocent. That was their justification. Uh huh. And and also they're saying they have no food. Their communications cut off. They, you know, it's a, oh, the, they, they're just so poor and treated so poorly. They don't have anything, but they have all this military. They have all these bombs. They have all these people who can go kill innocent Jews. They keep firing rockets. They have underground tunnels that are lit and armed and ready for killing. And they have power there. So why are we believing all the numbers and facts from a terrorist organization? Do we want to believe all the facts that were coming from the Taliban or from Al Qaeda? So why are we believing what they're saying? It's because people feel that they're on the right side of history by supporting the so-called underdog, the one that has been system systemically killing Jews for decades. And I'll tell you, when you bring up the word underdog, I'll tell you who the number one underdog is in this world. The Jews. We keep getting killed. Half of us got killed in the 1940s and 30s. Half of all of us. That's the equivalent in, in the Islamic faith of 800 million Muslims getting killed. 800 million. That's the equivalent. And you're saying... They're the underdog because one small faction in one small place is not being taken in by any other surrounding place because they don't want them. Yeah, and, and the and it's the only Jewish state on the planet. And it's the and then and you so, want to get rid of it. So yeah. this last part of this row it is a question I want to ask you. Yeah, because people keep saying free Palestine. Can I ask you this question? Mm -hmm. What is Palestine? Palestine, actually, technically, I don't think it's even legally recognized as a country, but <coughs> what was it, it before is, Israel? Before Israel, do you want to, I'll give you the answer. Yeah, it was controlled by the Brits, and right. it had Jews, Palestinians, and Christians. But what was it called? I think it was called Jerusalem? Palestine. Okay, and there was a Jerusalem. It, had, it was no real identity. It was. Right. So when you say free Palestine, that means you're saying free the Christians, free the Jews, and free the Muslims. Now let me ask you who lives in Israel, which is a democratic state, unlike the British-occupied 
state of Palestine. Who lives in Israel? A lot of people, more than just Jews. How and how many Palestinians live in Israel? Millions, lot, probably. Yeah. And another thing is, there people are saying free Palestine. They're not talking about even freeing the hostages that Palestine's holding, which many are not even Jewish. There's a huge Thai population. Many of those are hostages because Israel has a big Thai population. Um, and I mean, I'm sure you even saw the videos of uh, a Hamas soldier, um, or I don't want to even call them soldiers. That's an insult to soldiers. Soldiers trying to murdering a Thai farmer and then trying to decapitate him with the with a hoe. Well, and these guys are not even freeing hostages. They want freeing Palestine. What and free Palestine from, from yeah. what? Like how many Palestinians sit live in Israel? Nineteen percent. One fifth of all of Israel is Palestinians who are living in a in a free world where they are treated freely. They are treated better in Israel than they're treated in their Palestine. Mm -hmm. So what is Palestine? Palestine is a place where lots of different people can coexist, which is what Israel is. Mm -hmm. Give me Imagine some hope. Hopefully, if Hamas is wiped off the face of this earth, Palestine can elect maybe a government that does decide to work with its neighbors and does decide instead of stealing money of the funding and all the water to build makeshift weapons and being terrorists, maybe they'll elect a government that wants to build it up, have entertainment, have travel, tourism, have you know schools and education and instead of turning it into a war zone so that is my hope and hopefully every last hamas uh, member um, is no longer in power so my hope is for a new better government because i think israel will win this and i think that um the world at large uh, will hopefully push for a better palestine Amen. I mean, even, but then what is Palestine? Like people don't even realize, like what is, it's just, they're free Palestine from what? From the British rule? No, from Jews. From Jews, but Jews, then uh, let me ask you that last, last question, Rohit. How many Jews are allowed to live in, uh, in these, these different Muslim countries? I don't think they're, they are allowed. Exactly. They were kicked out. They were not allowed. Uh, after uh, the World War II. They were not allowed. How many Palestinians and other religions are allowed in Israel? Anyone. If you're a... Absolutely. If you're, I mean, Israel already 18 years ago gave up the Gaza Strip. And yeah. Palestine is attacking even further from the river to the sea. They want all of that land back and they want to eliminate Jews. It's written into the charters mentioned before to kill all the Jews. So... Well, part of your government, not your, their Hamas government. So it's just, and we, we talk about this subject and and we're going to move on to hopeless TV, but it's, we talk about it because it's, uh, the misinformation and the, the, it's, it's infuriating. And to me as a Jew and row you as a, uh, a, um, supporter of Jews, it is just mind boggling how people are not understanding what they're even supporting. And and when they when they act holier than thou and say that they understand and they're oppressed and stuff, they're oppressed by their own people. They're not oppressed by Jews. Nobody wants them. Nobody has wanted them. They're terrorists. They're being bred as terrorists. Not all of them. Not every single one. There are some innocent people. 
There are innocent people in there were innocent people in Iraq and in uh, the Persian Gulf War. There's were innocent people in Germany when Hitler took over. I mean, yes, but who's the leader? Who's running shop there? Yeah, who is preventing their own people from fleeing? Who and put taking away their water? Who put who put their military bases on top of schools? Yep, um, human shields. So let's move on to Hopeless TV. Yes, and we are v- running very short on time, so we'll make this a quick one, Aaron. Um, Spider-Man, even though it's a video game, put it in Hopeless TV because it's entertainment. I just kind of think it's funny. It's kind of tied into a lot of our conversation earlier, but the new Spider-Man 2 game, big, big, big time from Sony. Um, it features Miles, Miles Morales and Peter Parker and Venom. It's going to be amazing. Um, and what was revealed that the version that was released in the Middle East removed all the LGBT... Uh, uh, story dialogues deleted all the pride flags deleted even an entire like like mission and everything like that that was and so it's well like when this game goes to the Middle East like we cannot have anything gay cross into this part of our world Um, so it's just kind of funny people that are really really cheering on some of the the biggest antagonizers in the Middle East yeah well that there's (laughs) some uh, there's some uh, you know Huh. I, I yeah. it gets me to think, you know. Okay. Keep uh yeah. like LGBTQ for free Palestine. Well, look at what yeah. they think of you. Yeah. It's it's really funny. And even it's funny, Insomniac Games and everything, they have, you know, pride flags and everything on you know, on their social media every every Pride Month. Um, but then except for the Middle East, just like all the other brands, it's just it's really funny. Nobody actually really stands for anything. So Nobody stands for anything. Yeah. I would I have to give a shout out real quick. To yes. someone who I we should have on the show, actually. <clears throat> a friend. He's listened to the show. Chris Williams. Great yeah. actor. And he uh, is in the Spider-Man video game. He Whoa. recorded it. I feel like he did his part. It was at least... It might have been a year ago. Or nine months ago. And uh, he was telling me about it. He was... Anyway, we should have... Let's... I'll ask Chris. Let's have, let's have him. Let's, have, let's him have, him. On the, have him on the show. He's a great actor. Um, been in a lot of he was in like dodgeball and stuff very funny guy and he's in the spider-man video game so why don't we have him on soon and uh and uh we'll ask him what it's like to be in this game i would love that um so chris please join the show um really quick next topic uh or next bit is that um the live action snow white film that was due out in 2024 has been pushed back one year aaron do you know why the strike no um, they have actually decided to eliminate all of the dwarves, the live action dwarves, um, that none of them were actually shorter people or little people or actual dwarves, but they were all tall and normal sized um, because, um, you know, Disney didn't want to offend anybody by actually having dwarves play dwarves. So they took away jobs from dwarves and then they made some of the dwarves women, some of this and that. And it's just like people are like, what the hell? It's not even like about Snow White anymore or the dwarves. It just became a weird thing, which is like Snow White and Seven Friends. And, um, <laughs> And so now they are, they've eliminated all those uh, actors and they've replaced them with CG. They're going to be replacing them with CG and spending a year to do that to make them look like more like dwarves. Because people are like, this is stupid. It's really stupid. And Disney has already been like in the red over the past few years with all their movies. So this is like, or most of their movies. So this is like possibly a wise move for them because it was probably going to fail again like a lot of their recent ones, which is such a shame because they, they have a lot of love and effort and craft that goes into their work. So it'd be good to, you know, see what happens with this. That's interesting. I uh, am looking forward to pro- to probably not seeing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron, I think you've got one before we start wrapping up our show. Yes, I have a big one. Um, 
You know about the uh, movie Five Nights at Freddy's? Sure do. So it did something unthinkable this week. Which is? It came out day and date on streaming. So you could stream it on Peacock. Oh. Or you could go into the theater and watch it. I watched the first half of the movie and fell asleep, uh-huh. but I, it's fun so far. It's good. It's good enough. But what's amazing about this is it opened to $80 million in the U.S. while people were able to watch it at home, which I believe gives me a lot of hope. We've talked about streaming and the theaters and how they screwed up on this show. We've, you can go back on many episodes we've talked. I kind of predicted the strike. Um, and uh, this gives me hope. I did not see this coming. I did not see a movie being available at home day and date and making $80 million dollars one of the biggest horror movie openings ever it might be the biggest it might be number one or number two it's one of the biggest it's the biggest Bloomhouse movie ever and it was available at home i watched the first half at home on peacock i have the video game uh this whole series but which i still have yet to play it's been kind of collecting dust and i've been meaning to but i'm going to watch the movie and thank you would you go to the theater or would you go i'm gonna go to the theater probably because i have the amc pass right so but isn't that cool that a movie can do that well while being available at home not only good, but shocking. I think I thought so. Eighty million dollars is a lot uh, for the movie. A ton. That's uh-huh. huge. That's uh, yeah. we're talking like this is what summer blockbusters make. Yeah, very impressive. Very, very impressive. So now uh-huh. you have a. Uh, before we just do some submissions and end the show, you have. And again, our show is a bit more serious right now. There's a lot going on in the world. We want to make light, so that's why we have the four chan for love segment with love segment. From 4chan with love. Yes, this is this is another 4chan post. Um, and this one is titled, uh, Anon lives in a, parentheses, modern society. All right. So here we go. Okay. This is not my words. This is from 4chan. Um, so some green text. So dating apps where I have fucked bitches more <laughs> of more variety than 99% of the princes of the past. Advanced transportation by which I have explored more than any explorer of the past. Upper middle class life that gives me car, house, phone, TV, AC, food, heat, etc. Luxuries that surpassed past royal lifestyles. Immigrants that bring food from around the globe within walking distance. Better diet than any king of the past. Healthcare system that will keep my fat ass alive till <laughs> 90. Freedoms to live as I please, speak as I do, do as I please. It is unbelievable how incredibly blessed our lives are, gents. And yet... I'm more depressed than most starving bricklayers in Africa. I'm so fucking mentally and emotionally drained that I want a KMS. What the fuck? I whoa. Think this dark and fascinating and whoa. That's a lot in one thing. Yeah, but it's like, it's it's quite poignant. Yeah, it's, uh, I hope, I want hope for, I want hope for this guy. I mean, I guess, yeah, I do too, but I guess it also means it's, he's not alone. You know, we have so much at us, but it means like, it means shit ain't shit, right? It means that there's other stuff that you can find meaning from and, lo- and, and joy from that is beyond the stuff that you can buy or eat. And, Absolutely. You know. And that's part of it is that it, where do we find joy, especially in turbulent times? Where do we find joy? Besides listening to our podcast, there has to be other ways. I don't know. No, I think yeah. at this point, if you uh, want joy, just go back and listen to one of our million other episodes. And you'll find tons of joy and some more laughs yeah. too. We've got enough, yes. So uh, we end with uh, with our submissions and uh, a little hope fulfilled. So the first row you have from Stefan. 
Yes, from Stefan. Uh, he uh, wrote a very lovely note. He says, hey, friends, I just finally got the chance to listen to episode 121. Thank you for providing us all with the voice of reason, telling out loud what this horrific war, crime, war comes down to as it is hate crime against humanity itself. I'm with you in every word, standing with the people who protect themselves at the same time feeling for all the innocents on any side. Thank you for a human perspective and compassion in a world that is full evil, trying to bring us all apart. We will not allow hate to win. In admiration for you both, my love and hopes, especially to our friends and family and your people, Aaron. And I hope to see you both again soon. Stefan. You know, Rohit, there, I have uh, other submissions that maybe we'll do next week because they're all hate-filled. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally like anti-Semitic and and stuff like that, um, and we we do read all submissions that we can get to, including the ones that are hate-filled. But Stefan's was so nice that I don't want to get to the uh, hate from Luke, Omri, Yusra, and and others who, uh, you know, want me dead as a Jew and and stuff like that. So we're gonna just keep to uh, Stefan's very hopeful submission. <laughs> I think that's wise. And and finally, there's hope fulfilled. We like to end with some piece of hope that fulfills us all. And I hope it, it, as it goes with this theme, Rohit, and a lot of what Stefan just said too, but it goes with this theme of education. It's, I think, so important in, in these types of turbulent times to have discussions whenever you can with your neighbor, with someone you may not agree with, but you can maybe inform and maybe they can inform you. I really think it's important and I think the last thing in the world that we should do right now is be quiet and complicit. We have to be able to talk. We have to be able to speak our mind and we have to be able to listen. And I feel hope that we're able to do that here, Rohit, even when we have our disagreements. And I hope everyone listening can try to do that in their lives and not just surround yourselves with a bubble, but surround yourselves with others that you can actually learn from and they can maybe learn from you. I love that. And and if you've been a longtime listener, it's a, we're 122 episodes in, um, you'll see Aaron and I have probably had at least um, 144 big disagreements. <laughs> and so, or 244. 244. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're still here and we've learned from each other. And and, and it yeah. just, just because you have disagreements, Rohit and I agree of all those things. We still agree on probably 99% of things in the yeah, world. Easily. Easily. So just because there's these couple things doesn't mean that most things we don't agree on. So yeah, don't let that 1% break you. Let that 1% educate you and help you learn more and help other people learn more. Amen. So until next yeah. time, thank you for listening and uh, stay, hopeful. stay hopeful. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show With Aaron and Rohit Wall